sugar added, not a drop, not my tank. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. My Wednesday co-host, Sean Yerkron, is here in the studio with me. Before we get the show rolling here, I want to wish a big happy 22nd birthday to my daughter, Kylie. We went out last night, had a did the family birthday thing. Shout out to Burgers Blues Barbecue in Brandon. Perfect place to host your birthday party. We had 30, 35 people, something like that, and uh, no no issues at all. Everything flowed very, very smoothly. Had a couple cold beers and a uh, and a good smash burger. I did the bacon jam smash burger. I didn't, honestly, I don't know if it's a, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I didn't know what bacon jam was. I just, it is what you assume it is. It's bacon jam. Uh Man, put it in my veins. I want some more bacon jam. I'm guessing I probably do have a little sugar in my tank after eating bacon jam last night. I'm sure it was uh, bacon and jelly mixed together, I presume. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, happy birthday to Kylie. Happy birthday. Uh, 22 years. Double deuce. Double deuce. Now she's like the age where she probably wants to go out and drink, so she can't drive you home, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, double Uber. Double yeah. Uber. Yeah, she was a... Uh, they're going to go out Saturday night for her birthday or something to a local bar, and she's like, you ought to go with us. I'm like, it's just such a hassle. So you go enjoy your birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go enjoy your birthday without your dad. I'll, I'll, I'll be on standby if you need me. But uh, anyway, that was fun. Happy birthday to her. The, the, it's good, nice to see her grow into a nice responsible, quasi-responsible. <laughs> quasi. Yeah, quasi. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's a uh, – I made a point at the beginning of yesterday's show talking about like the trouble Michael Guest's son got in. Oh, okay. And I just, man, like, look, I got kids the same age, basically. They go out and do the same things. I mean, different different versions of the same thing. I don't think what he did was assault the police. I'm, he threw a drink over a balcony, and it happened to have really bad luck, and it hit a cop. Ew. That's you know, and, and that sucks, but did, did he intentionally assault the police officer? No. You know, and so I say all that to say, you know, I, I really do try to give kids grace. Now, if he's out there getting the DUI, he's out there uh, assaulting people, like legitimately assaulting people, mm-hmm. screaming, do you know who my daddy is, that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, then we're going to, well, we will talk about that more. But, you know, I'm not going to take a deep dive into, <clears throat> into the misgivings, the misdoings of of a politician's kid. Because I, I would prefer that. I would like that same grace if my daughter makes a mistake. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the like a average mistake kind of thing. Um and I remember, do you remember in the early 2000s, they did that to Jenna Bush, George W. Bush's daughter, who was kind of, they said, wild. Like, yeah. she was in college. I mean, who's yeah. not wild when you're in college? Like, she goes out, she used a fake ID or something like that we all did. <laughs> Imagine you know? being the first kid using a fake ID. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and she's, like, she's blasted on the media about, you know, she was out drinking all the time. And I'm like, I mean, that's that was just wrong. I don't mind. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Um, now, Hunter Biden is a different story. He's not off limits. Yeah, but he's a grown man yeah. usually, you know what I mean? Like, he's a grown man using government influence yeah. and those guys. I think that's a different yeah. story, too. Now, if Jenna Bush was doing that, sure. and she was in her 50s at that point, but she was like an 18, 19-year-old girl that yeah. was out at the University of Texas drinking. I mean, And look, and, and, and even if you want to drag the Trump kids into it, they put themselves, they inject themselves into it. Yeah. You know, so th- they know what they're getting into. Um, uh, uh, Hillary's daughter. Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. You know, like, she, she always kind of stayed back. You know, now she'll inject herself every now and then, but 
you know, I know she caught a lot of flack for being unattractive, having big teeth, and and she was, but she was a kid too in that yeah. days, and it was pretty. I remember and the ugliest part of your kiddom. Yeah, she was your exactly, early teens. I remember when Dana Carvey, that was the big controversy, went after her, made a joke about her on Saturday Night Live, and uh, Neil Hillary, I think rightfully so, got pretty upset about it because she was like thirteen years old. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. it's got to do a lot to your psyche at that age. Mm-hmm. But you know, this goes also goes back to the parents choosing to get into a very public line of work. Um, unfortunately, there is no written rules about attacking folks and attacking family and all that, which will take us to our first story. Uh, Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944, 769-241-1944. If you want to call in this morning, stay on topic, please, 601-879-0002 is the phone line, 601-879-0002. Um, I don't have a link for this in front of me, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily need it for this. They're trying to pass a law in Canada, Sean. Okay. Um, an anti-hate speech, online hate speech law that basically if that whatever you say, I mean, we all know what hate speech is. Actually, none of us know exactly what it is. Except, <laughs> Yeah, speech, I was about to say, what, what is it? I speech mean, Democrats don't like. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's, it, it's anything Democrats deem Racist or anti-LGBTQ element OP. Or think about this, like we were just talking before the show, when I got attacked on Twitter last night for being anti-Hamas. Oh, yeah, that's a big part of it, too. It's you like, know. is Israel, you know, depending on which lefty you get, are they a pro-Israel or pro-Palestine? You could be on the opposite side of that, and that be hate speech, depending on who's in charge. So it, it, it's a wide range of things that hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. and I think you should go to jail for it. That is what's going on in Canada. They're trying to pass a law now. And, of course, they're showing they're doing it for the kids. Oh, okay. uh, You know, as always for the kids because they love kids 12% more than we do. Just like loving Jesus 27% more mm-hmm. than your opponent. There's a, new, there's, a, there's a church somewhere here in Mississippi <laughs> building the biggest cross. And I'm just like, oh, they, they love Jesus 3% more than the place with the other biggest cross. I love the cross wars in this state. Yeah. Like, I have the biggest cross. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's no different than the guy that drives the really, really big truck. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the same thing. And – all right, so they're looking at if you say something that they deem hate speech, seventy years to life in prison. Seventy, like most people don't even live to be seventy. That is life in prison. Seventy years to life in prison for hate speech. That is, I mean, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm gonna be a habitual even, offender. Is that um? Is that just like like a proposed bill, or is that really gonna have a chance to make the law? It's a proposed bill. I think. Mm-hmm. The the something north. There's a TNC.com, I think maybe the website. Mm-hmm. I saw it. The something the something, let's see, TNC dot com, I think is what I saw. No, that's not it. Anyway, it, again, the details are the, irrelevant. The fact that you would introduce that bill in the first place where you're you know I mean that's really the kind of the whole nineteen eighty four Orwellian disaster that we all worry about. Where you say something and here you go, you got a maximum penalty of seventy years in prison. I don't know what I don't know what Canada's. I actually have no idea what Can, about Canada's constitution or whether they have First Amendment protections. I'm assuming they do. I've never delved into that, or you know what kind of a. I mean, I know it's it's a democracy. I assume, and I just but I don't know exactly what the specifics of their constitution. I assume it has something that protects your free speech rights. Do you know any difference if it does or not? Or no, I, I don't think they have quite the same freedom of speech we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, let's see here. This is from the BBC. Uh, two days ago, Canada introduces sweeping new online safety rules. The proposed Online Harms Act 
Oh, see, the little words like that. They let the Democrats are so good with hijacking words. The Harms Act requires social media platforms to remove posts such as those with that sexualize children within 24 hours. For sure, no problem with that. The law would regulate social media companies, live streaming platforms, and user uploaded adult content websites. The bill still needs to be voted on by Canada's Parliament. Uh, okay, this is a little lengthy. This may not be the same thing. The mm-hmm. one I'm talking about is a hate speech. Act, um, and here's my thing: Canada side. Yeah, you know, yep. there's a bunch of left wing nut jobs in America who are salivating. I got to meet a few last night. Yeah, you know, on Twitter are, are salivating at the chance to bring something like this to America. Um, I've, I've said it for years. Not that I look. I don't use the N word, but they would love to make people. They would love to make it a law for you to not be able to use the N word. They would love to make it punishable. By prison, if you use the N word, if you say, and I'm going to extremes here, mm-hmm. um, you know, words that we that most of us can all agree, you know, hey, probably don't need to say it anyway, but hey, look, I'm just curious if if the N word becomes illegal, does that mean that black people can no longer use it too? I, I mean, I guess if it's illegal, it's applicable to everybody, isn't it? I mean, you, I don't see how you'd uh, make it can make it specific to certain groups. Well. Fannie Willis seems to think that the law does not apply to black Democrats. Well, she certainly doesn't think that lying in court is illegal. <laughs> I mean, like I just—I uh, mean, that's a whole other topic. I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the, uh, but yeah, I mean, she just uh, she, she doesn't she doesn't think that's illegal. Like, but I think she's about to find out differently that it is, according to everything I've seen. What's the with all the cell phone uh, records they submitted and and all of that? So, but I know we'll get to that. We will. We will. I'm looking forward to that. So, look, I just say all this. Man, I think we should be able to say whatever. As people ask me all the time, and we've had this conversation before. I know I'm beating a dead horse here. People get mad at me when I leave racist comments up under my post. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not stuff I've said, stuff that commenters have said. Why do you leave that up? That's racist. Don't you want to know who the actual racists are? I think they're identified. And also, what a you know, people don't realize the stuff they post online. And, and I mean, I'm, a, I'm always joking, obviously, on my Facebook page. But, like, writing that kind of stuff, like, somebody's going to, like, you're trying to get a job. They're going to they're gonna see that one day. So it's well, a good thing. I mean, I'm glad you leave it up because it's good for people to be identified. Yeah, I was way. just fixing to say, look, you know, I'm as anti-cancel culture of an individual as you'll ever find. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm even, I've even welcomed Bud Light back into the fray. You yeah. know, they've paid their punishment. They, you know, they, 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 they've got, you know, you don't, I'm not saying you got to go drink Bud Light. I'm just saying that battle's over for now. Right. Um, if you use the N word or say something just a, a blatantly, I get accused of being racist because I call black people out for bad behavior and for corruption in Jackson that's not being tended to. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference in that and being a blatant racist, wishing death upon somebody because of their race, their color, uh, using the N word, stuff of that nature. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Legitimate racism. Well, I leave that stuff up there because I. It ain't going to hurt my feelings if you see it. It's from a real profile, and you do a little research, and you call and get them fired from their job. Yeah, which I think, you know, that's that's the risk you take. It's kind of like the example we use about, you know, you got a right to burn the flag if you want. But if you do, and you get you get your butt kicked in the street, yeah. that's, I mean, you know, it doesn't relieve you of the consequences either. You can do it. Do it, do whatever you want. But there are consequences to it, too. Just like getting fired if, you, if you're blatant racist and you're writing this stuff online – and somebody doesn't want to hire you, and I wouldn't hire you if I saw that. I'd be like, you're not coming to work with, you know. I mean, so I think that those are just parts of, um, you know, parts of the consequences of your actions. But you can do whatever you want. If you're stupid enough to put that kind of stuff online, 
you are stupid enough to have to deal with the consequences that come with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just got to deal with it. You want to post that? Rock out with your bad self. You know, yeah, if that doesn't mean hey, do it. But I will fight for your ability to be able to post that dumb stuff. Yeah, I agree. You I should mean, be able to. I don't. These these websites shouldn't be censoring stuff they don't like. You know, I told you this before, and maybe we talked about this on air, but, you know, the ACLU represented the Ku Klux Klan before. Yeah, they would I mean, now. They, I don't know. You're right. I think well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that they would, but I'm saying at one point in history, they did do that. Sure. So, I mean, there was a, there was a whole, you know, idea that – your freedom of expression extends to everything, whether people don't like it or not. You have a right to say what you want to say, but again, you're not relieved from the consequences of those actions either. So, and I know what you're saying with this Canada thing. You're trying to there. Are, I think there are segments of the I agree with, of the left that would like to regulate thought and speech, which is something that they've kind of been you know pushing. Which my example from last night when I, you know, I don't know if everybody watched the Michigan results, but. There was a giant contingent of voters that were uncommitted to Biden. Actually, it's like 75 percent of them in Dearborn, Michigan, which is the largest Muslim population, I guess, in Michigan. And um, because of over this Gaza and um, and Hamas and everything like that. And, you know, I, I think I tweeted something like F Rashida Tlaib. You can leave the party now. You know, and that, that's what all you guys did, or Will did. And I reposted anyway. And, um, you know, because I'm like, that's my opinion. I think this is ridiculous that we're, you know, we're supporting terrorists. And uh, and of course, I got I got the, the left wing mobs calling, you know, you're supporting Butcher Biden. I'm like, OK, now he's Butcher Biden because he didn't like terrorists. I like that. You know, <laughs> you Biden. like Butcher Biden. Now you're with the left wing. I like, I, I like pedo president Butcher Biden. <laughs> you're going to go with Butcher Biden because he's because he's against terrorism. I mean, you well, know, it's what? just. So y'all, y'all may or may not be aware of this. I was not till Sean sent me this link last night. Um, in the primaries in Michigan, we're going to take a break after this, let it marinate on you for a second. There was a campaign that over $200,000 was put into from the marketing standpoint to promote. It was called the Uncommitted Campaign. Mm-hmm. It said it had hoped to get 10,000 votes in the Michigan primary. I guess in on Michigan's ballot, you can vote uncommitted yeah. if you're not happy with a candidate or, or whatever in the primary. It hoped to get 10,000 votes it easily early indications or early returns indicate that it may ultimately get more than a hundred and fifty thousand votes. They said, "Hell, the Republican side got at least ten thousand yeah. on the Trump side, but the Biden camp got a, around one hundred and fifty thousand, one hundred and forty thousand, somewhere in that neighborhood." This morning, when I checked, it was about that number around there. It was over a hundred thousand. I can't remember exactly. But. Very, very interesting. We are in some uh, very interesting political times. Let's take a break. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurtkaran. And we will be right back. We'll read some of your texts. I've been seeing the phone light up over here on the Guns and Gear text line. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, real quick, i got to tell you about A1 Gear and Auto. Uh, I don't even know this is an ad read necessarily. But we took one of the kids' trucks over there the other day. Uh, Didn't necessarily know what was wrong. Just knew that something was wrong. Uh, and expected it to take a couple of days to figure it out. And, you know, hey, as long as we got it by Friday, we're good, uh, so on and so forth. And, bro, would you know that within – we that was about 3 or 4 o'clock when we dropped it off there. Um, what's today? Thursday? That was Tuesday. Tuesday when we dropped it off. Justin calls me yesterday around – right after lunch, 1, 2 o'clock. He's like, all right, man, we got it ready. Nice. You know, it was pretty extensive, some brake work. We had to replace some brake lines, this, that, and the other. Um, the price, I mean, I'm not going to get into, you know, the details, details, but I was I was very, very happy with the pricing for the amount of work that went into it. And it was just, it would, again, I tell you all all the time, diagnosed right the first time it makes such a big difference. 
just, I mean, no different than if you go to your, your doctor. You know, you want to be diagnosed right the first time and not be a lot of unnecessary medication. Same for your vehicle. Um, <clears throat> diagnosed right, fixed when they say it's, it's ready, when they say it's going to be ready. There's no guessing. And they're going to take care of you on the money. I mean, you're going, you, you get what you pay for it, but you're going to be happy with the price, as happy as you can be having to fix something with your car. That's A1 gear and auto, whether it's brakes, your check engine light's on, you don't know what's wrong with it, running hot, any of that kind of stuff. Rotors, ball joints, they, got, they can do it all. But they specialize in is your ring and pinion. So if you're having any kind of roaring sound that you can't quite narrow down, you feel like you got a little slack in your rear end, uh, front end, four-wheel drive's not working. If you've got a front-wheel drive, you feel it jerk a little bit when you're starting to pull off. Uh, you probably got some ring and pinion issues. And get it over there to A1 Gear and Auto. They are Jeep specialists as well. I don't know if they advertise themselves as that. But from the from the looks of the parking lot, people that have Jeeps trust A1 Gear and Auto for their Jeep work and repair. So check them out. Highway 49 South in Florence, Mississippi. Go see my good buddy Justin over there today. And I am, look, I'm waiting on the new FAFO stickers to come in. When I get them, there will be some stickers there. He told me, man, for six months after you said there were stickers here, people were coming by wanting stickers uh, with that last batch. So I will get y'all some stickers. Uh, they're expensive. So uh, no more than one each. All right. Sean, let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, we do actually have something Jackson to talk about. What's that? Okay, I, wanna, I, need, to, I need to say one thing. Late last night, it was about 10.30 as I was getting ready to go to bed, WLBT reported that the Iron Horse was on fire. I woke up this morning after going to sleep to find out the Iron Horse, in fact, was not on fire. The building that their mural is painted on across the street appears to be the, the warehouse that's on fire. They are not the same building. So, good thing, Iron Horse. We don't want that to burn down. That is a great establishment. Um, never had a bad experience there. Uh, and it's already burned down. Two times before previously, a third time does not need to be the charm. No, I said it. Yeah, like you were saying this morning, we were on the phone. Like, if you're over 30, I think most of us remember that. Yeah. Everything, you know, that I think that both those events that occurred in the 90s, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. let me just real, real talk. Is there a better chips and salsa anywhere? No, it's really good, man. It's a good. It's, I went there a few weeks ago on like for lunch on a Saturday. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great place. hands down best chips and salsa. Some places just have really good chips, and their salsa sucks, or that mm-hmm. sucks. But it ain't it ain't creme de la creme. And some or some places have really good salsa, but their chips leave more to be desired. They don't put any of the chili powder on them or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love that they get the chili powder and it cooks onto them because they put, as soon as they pull the chips out of the fryer, they sprinkle it on so it melts on there. And then their sauce is phenomenal. Mm, they I got know. a really great bar too with a good draft beer selection. That's awesome. It's really really good. When they had when Lucky Town was around, they always had Ballistic Blonde on draft, so it was like my it was my jam. Mm. But anyway, so Iron Horse in fact did not burn down. I want to make sure I clarify. That, if you saw one of my videos overnight, I did delete them this morning, and I tried to post a update on that, so 40,000 views later, you know. But so. I did see on uh, WAPT this morning, though, that there is some, if you're traveling to downtown Jackson, there's some difficulty getting in through Pearl Street, so yeah, just be advised of that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of debris everywhere. It was barely a pretty rather large fire that that's just caused some problems with gotcha. the streets, so gotcha. everybody be cognizant of that. Right. So that's not even the Jackson news I want to talk about, but I did want to clarify that. Uh, on the radio this morning. Also, Sean, they are trying to make balloon releases as deadly as Jackson gas stations. So let's get this straight. Yeah. Now I don't know how this the, the, they were having a balloon release memorial thing on a very dangerous street in Jackson. 
and somebody got shot in the back of the head at this balloon release for a Jackson murder victim. Now, I don't know if this murder victim died at a gas station or not. Maybe, maybe not. Wouldn't be a surprise at all. Somebody gets shot in the back of the head. Sean, again, are they attempting to make everything in Jackson as dangerous as they have their gas stations? That's what I was saying. You know, if uh, if any of my friends in Jackson get murdered, uh, I'm sending flowers from Greenbrook, but I'm not showing up. I'm just, yeah. After this, I mean, you know, like I'll, I'll drink one tea at the house. Yeah, I'm not, we ain't uh, releasing doves. We're not doing anything uh, publicly. I'm not, I'll do a Facebook post, memorials and pictures of us or, or whatever, but not, uh, not going to the balloon release. And y'all no maybe, and y'all may be thinking to yourselves, Clay, this is isolated. This, this kind of thing doesn't really happen. And you would be wrong. Yeah. This in fact is not isolated. This isn't the first time I've seen this happen. I'll tell you that much. I mean, just in the last 12 months, there was a family. There was a girl that got killed by one of these little young black serial killers that was running around Kent Town killing a bunch of people. I remember that. Yep. He killed a girl in the middle of a street over in South Jackson. I mean, just it's on video, too, by the way. Um, he kills her. They were having a balloon release or something for that girl over in South Jackson. A family of four, well, it was like four people in the car, including like a one or, one or two-year-old and like a 15-year-old girl or something. They get shot leaving the thing because... Maybe their family member had something to do with it or something or another. You know, like somehow that justifies shooting a, a one-year-old and, and a 15-year-old. So yeah. that's just in the last year. So my point being, and I've been hearing about people, oh, well, that, when that little rapper, little Lonnie, mm. died a couple, got killed a couple years ago. There was a big shootout at his, at his balloon release. I mean, f- these f- do not go to balloon releases for your dead homie in Jacktown. Well, I think about it, Clay, this way, and I'm, I'm going to give this is from my you know perspective too, from doing that for so many years. That's when your rivals are all gathered somewhere. You know, if it was in gang related, strategically, it's a strategic decision. Like if there's a funeral or a balloon release or whatever it is. I mean, that's when they're like, okay, we know where they're all going to be. And yeah, I, watched, I watched Sons of Anarchy. I saw how they did it. Yeah, I mean, it, that stuff is accurate. Like you know, it's I know it's the movies. Not only in Jackson this happens. This is a decision that you know people make and there's no i guess there's no honor you know in the system like let let everybody go to the funeral now they'll go yeah that's 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 a place to get shot yep so i wasn't i wasn't shocked when i read that because i've seen that happen so many times but why do they act like that sean well you know i think that's like i said you know it's it's a strategic decision like there is your rivals are always gathered things like that so you go i mean it's horrible it's 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 you know I mean I don't know I don't kick inside their mind Clay why they why anybody would do something that terrible right at a memorial but um what are but, they what are they rivals I mean like I have rivals but I haven't never thought about sitting outside their their sister or brother's funeral and putting yeah a but you're not crazy ass. though like you're not crazy and like a you know like a lunatic that's doing this kind of stuff like these folks think, are not even thinking of like, they're not thinking about next week do you think um some of these people are like traditional serial killer psychos. I don't know if I'd go with that, you know, uh, like if they're a serial killer kind of, it's a different type, but maybe in the same kind of, well, they just don't have any value for human life at all. It doesn't mean anything to them. They're just going to, they're just, they're just rabid killers. They don't care. They're just out there and they're shooting. That's what they do. I mean, um, I don't know if it's like, they're going to, I don't know if they're, what I mean by this, I don't know if they're the type of serial killer that's like cut somebody's head off and wear it as a hat, that kind of guy, you know, that's a different level. I do have the picture of the decapitated guy's head from Jackson. You sent it to me. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been efforting that for a while. I'd, I'd seen the aftermath. I'd never seen the head. I do in fact have it. Let's take a call. Yep. Hey, you're on there. Hey Clay, I know a guy who owns a, a security company in Jackson that operates all around Jackson. 
and they regularly have security details at these funerals mm-hmm. uh, for these people. So anyone that says that, that uh, that's not a dangerous situation, uh, they need to, need to look a little farther into it. Yeah, that's a great point. They, they, at least they're aware. But this this wasn't even a funeral. This was just a dang uh, a balloon release. Heck, there was a kid that got killed out in uh, Scott County uh, last year, and they had a big balloon release at Pine Lake and and all this stuff for him. And mm-hmm. and uh, then there was a kid that I remember got killed over there on four seventy one in a bad car wreck, a terrible situation. A balloon release. There was no violence. It's just something yep, something crazy, about huh? something about a certain group of folks in Jackson. That are just extremely, extremely violent for some reason. Crazy man. Y'all have a good one. You too, brother. Um, yeah, I mean, this is you know hashtag like, culture rot. You know, if you're a gangster and those are your rivals, that's uh, you're thinking, well, that's where I'm going to get them because they're going to be there. I mean, it's it's horrible and it's I mean something I can't fathom, but it's something like the caller just said. I mean, I've seen a lot and it's not something that I can't remember. If I actually prosecute i probably have prosecuted somebody that was murdered at a balloon release or funeral or something like that i'm sure i have i was telling somebody i think it was michael applewhite was on my facebook talking about we were talking about um this incident and i said you know one the one of the worst ones i ever saw was the um it wasn't a funeral but it was a it was christmas morning when they were both gangsters but they had married each other you know they were, yeah. they were brother-in-laws and they they got mad over some beef or whatever that was part of the of the separate gangs and they like one of them murdered the other while they were open Christmas presents you know and it just reminded me of that for I don't know why that case reminded me of that for some reason when we, when we had Club One Hundred Five down there on Capitol Street you know we would always open on Christmas night and the, you know the holiday nights mm-hmm. New Year's Day I mean Thanksgiving all, all those they were really good for business problem you had was you had a lot of people together drinking all day yep. And they then they would come to the club together, and they would get in fights with one another. And more than once, people would leave and kill each other. And it was the people that they were with. Yep. I yep. mean, look, there's a lot to be said for the interpersonal violence thing. He, he's I, I not get, wrong about that. You know, he's not wrong about that. It, it ain't the it ain't a magic wand for to 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 erase all this crime out here. But there is a lot to it. It is a lot of interpersonal. Violence. I, I he so much so that I hate that word. I like no, they just say they knew each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interpersonal. Yeah, it's it, it, it. But I mean, there's there's a lot of truth. I mean, most of the time that these, you know, it's not a lot of time. You got prosecuted this one guy one time that was a serial killer, and he or maybe a serial killer. And he he picked out some woman that he didn't know that he wasn't even from here. That kind of that's a rare situation. It's it, not a situation. It's usually like you know this person either whether it's through you, you know you're related. Or it's some business deal, and I'm using that term loosely, like a drug deal, you know, or the, or or some kind of disrespect because you knew the guy from the street or whatever. It's usually that kind of situation. Not one time, Sean, and I grew up in South Jackson. Not one time did me and my homies go to the club, and I ever thought to myself, "I'm killing this dude when we leave here." Yeah, <laughs> well, me either. I've never. I mean, I've probably been mad enough, mad enough where I'm like, I wish the guy was dead, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, never, like, never I mean even if he got the girl I wanted, whatever. Like, I never thought I'm gonna play this on through, and I'm a this. This is gonna be the last time he does this to me. Yeah, I mean, it's never been a thought process in my head where I'm gonna just I'm seek revenge for some slight or whatever it is. Right. I mean, but I mean, I you know, but me, I mean, you, I'm sure the same way. I mean, I, first of all, I'm not gonna do that because I don't want to kill anybody. Second thing is like, I mean, there are consequences that I'd be worried about. So, but I think that's another the problem here is that like, and I, I told you this the other day that I had this conversation with a friend of mine who's a law professor. The problem is that like, you know, the criminals on the street here are not worried about the consequences. I'm not blaming 
I'm not blaming the justice system or the police or anybody. They don't care. You could you could you could give them a million years and they just don't care. It's gotten to that point of just they're just fearless, and that's the scary thing I think. Is well, that when yeah, you have that fear of no fear of consequence? Yeah, they don't care because they don't even think about what the consequence. Like nobody doesn't kill someone because they think, oh, I might get the death penalty. Like at least, I mean, at least in my experience, I've not seen that. They're like, I might get the death penalty. I mean, maybe there's people that think about that, but when you know you go in a liquor store and you you, you rob it and you shoot the clerk, it, it's not just something that's crossing these guys' mind. Like there's not going to, especially the ones that are really young, they're just not thinking about anything, and uh, and that's just a dangerous place to be when you have that kind of fearlessness going on. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Come back. I'm actually going to get to your text messages as soon as we come back on the Guns and Gear text line. We've got a lot of great takes. Sean and I got a lot of stories today, so we're going to be moving fast to try to get through them all. Should be a fun show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yerkeron. Welcome back into The Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, get out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. This week, right there, Fan and Mart on the res. 12 different specialty pizzas, 9 different frozen daiquiris on tap, available for delivery and carryout. That's right, the daiquiris also. Of course, they weigh more than just a pizza joint. They got all your favorite pasta, burgers, mozzarella sticks, nacho fries, all that good stuff. Tons of great appetizers, pasta, and more. That's Acme Pizza and Daiquiris, located right there, Fan and Mart on the res, right in front of the bowling alley. Open daily, 4 p.m. till midnight, available on all major food delivery apps. And uh, every Saturday night, get out there, check them out. they got a old-school DJ throwing down from 9 p.m. to close. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, it is free to get in after 9 p.m. there, so no cover charge. Just get out and enjoy some music. Enjoy a full-service uh, bar. And Chip's always really good about keeping the good high-end bourbons, tequilas, like a really stopped bar. It's way, way more than just well drinks. So uh, if Chip knows one thing, it is um, how to keep a fully stocked bar. And look, it's great pizza. I don't get out there as much as I'd like to because I'm over on the other side of Brandon. But when I do, when I ride by Acme, if it's after 4 o'clock and they're open, my butt pulls in and gets a pizza. I ran into a, one of the guys that worked for one of the local beer companies at the grocery store the other day, and he's like, man. He's like, I was listening to you talk about Acme. So we got over there one day, and I got there a little early. They weren't quite open yet, but, you know, about 30 minutes early. He said, I sat at the bar and ordered pizza. He's like, he's like I think they ended up giving me two beers because it took a while. He's like, but holy crap, it was worth the wait. He said it was one of the best pizza I've ever had. So get out there. Check them out today. That's Acme Pizza and Daiquiri. Y'all know what I'm going to say. Try the pig, pig, pig. But they have so many more. That smoked Boston butt that's on the pig, pig, pig is smoked on site. It doesn't come out of a tub, frozen, or nothing like that. So check it out. Let's see here. Phone is ringing. Who is it? Do I want to talk to this person? <laughs> it quit ringing. Um, Sean, let's read some text real quick. Cool. But we got we got more topics than we got segments today. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, the Guns of Gear text line is 769 241 1944. The phone line is 601-879-0002. Reagan says, morals and men are missing when we had both. Serious crimes were over there, Chicago, Washington, D.C., or Los Angeles. We have a pandemic of boys who don't know who, I'm sorry, who don't know and were not taught how to be real men. Our black youth are lost. Our black leaders are not interested in finding them. Too much money and power in the problem to find a solution. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. And I agree with that, but I can also say there's a problem in, you know, rural white communities too. I mean, yep. but obviously not to this extent. 
And you can just look at the numbers and say, hey, they may be smoking some meth, they may be doing some B&Es, they may be doing some dumb stuff. What they're not doing is killing each other at an industrial clip. You know, I was listening to that, goes back to that clip with um, with uh, Ann Coulter and Van Jones that you had shared the other day, and yeah. then that whole episode, and, and they had Van, On Bill Maher. On Bill Maher's show. Van Jones has actually said that. He said, you know, there's a gun death violence problem in the black community, and there's a suicide problem in the white like rural community that I didn't really realize. I've heard about it, but yeah. you know, I kind of read more. And so, like, just two different issues that you know from two different societies. And I thought that was pretty interesting. But he was, you know, but he was saying he was acknowledging that this isn't, you know, this is an issue. This gun violence with the black community and then the suicide problem with the white community. And you know, the, obviously, there's different reasons for both. So. Well, they also the media has tried to make the the mass shooting problem. The fact that ma- most mass shooters end up being, or what their definition of mass shooter, mm. they tried to make that this is absolutely a white problem. This is a white supremacy problem, even though the overwhelming majority of the last few mass shootings were uh, carried out by some kind of LGBTQ rainbow supremacist. Um, there's more mass shootings, and you know this being a DA. There's more, quote unquote, by definition, mass shootings in the black community than there could ever be in uh, the, the white national community. You go to the, like we talked about block parties being dangerous in Jackson, stuff like that. If somebody just starts randomly shooting into a crowd, that is a mass shooting. Sorry that it don't fit your agenda. Sorry it was with a pistol or a uh, whatever dumb gun they're you know they're, that are popular right now, a high point, a um, a Draco or whatever. It's that's still a mass shooting. But yeah, they, I mean, if more than one person gets shot, and yeah. it's a mass shooting. Do you think you, that's what it? But uh, I, think I guess the maybe FBI definition is three or more. But is that what it is? Yeah. Three or more. I think it's because whether it's you know. I'm not even going to say how to put this. If we're talking about like you know somebody with a whatever rifle, I'm not I'm not calling it Just assault, call rifle. assault rifle. Yeah, for the sake I of know that. Mean. Yeah, and uh, it's the motivations. I think is what I'm trying to say. The motivations, right? So like, say there's a block party or a barbecue in Jackson, and it's usually like some sort of a show would say interpersonal conflict that somebody's mad about. When you see a mass shooting by whoever it's committed, like with the assault rifle kind of thing, why it's committed by, they usually have some kind of agenda. You know, a specific agenda, whatever it is, whether it's they're, you know, like you say, pro-transgender or they're a racist, the one like the guy in Buffalo, you know, whatever they're, they got a political agenda of some sort. So I think maybe that's the difference. I guess. I mean, I don't care. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that to sound, sound rude towards you. I'm right. saying I don't care what the agenda is. How many people got shot? Twelve. How many people died? The Three. result's the same. Yeah. There's a bunch of dead people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the, the result's the same, but it's, I guess it's just the motivations are different. Is what why they? I'm just trying to explain why I think they would they they classify it as being different. I mean, I know what you're saying. It shouldn't be different yeah. because the result's the same. People are still dead. The, so. the the gun violence problem in America, it, whether y'all want to hear this or not, is with young black men. The overwhelming gun violence problem in America is with young black men in urban areas. It, that's not that's factual information. You may not like well, Van Jones was even saying yeah. that. I mean, he acknowledged that, that was a problem. You, yeah. you may not like the messenger, but that doesn't change the facts. Um, you could you could take every and let me let me say one thing. It's it's a illegally possessed gun more times than not by a criminal mm-hmm. by somebody who should not have the gun. Uh, you could take every legally owned gun out of America. And I will bet you a thousand dollars that the murder rate would actually go up. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think I told you about this, and I'm not going to name who this is, but a friend of mine that was with JPD for a long time, I was talking to this week, and we were talking about old JPD stories and the DA's office and whatnot. And he doesn't work there anymore. And he was saying, and this is a, this is a black guy, and he's he was telling me he's like, you know, Chokwe Lumumba's policies 
have further exacerbated this problem with the young black kids killing each other in Jackson. Which I've said, been saying said, you know, for four years. And this is, this is a black man telling me this. Yeah. You know, he said, and he said his destruction of JPD and his not um, – you know his this the blood is on his hands. What exactly words he told me? And I said, you know, that's a very interesting way or good way to look at it because I feel the same way. And he's like, this is just a, a problem, and that he, you know, that he is ignoring that this is going on in the city. He's like, how many dead people are there because of that? And I thought that was a really really good way to look at it. So. Um, over six hundred since he took office in yeah, July of seventeen. If you're, for those keeping count, over six hundred. I didn't yep. even. Man, that's that's a lot of dead people. It that is. is a lot. I mean, look, I, I don't know if there's any way to quantify or confirm these numbers. I've I've tried to Google it and come up with it. Maybe I should ask Google AI. <laughs> uh, it, it it would it would probably find, give me a number. But how how many people did the cl- died at the death? How many black people died by the Klan in, over say the last seventy years? I bet you it ain't six hundred people. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know, but I mean, I'd have, yeah, I'd have looked at no idea. I'd be throughout. You know, now did they wreak havoc and raise hell? Absolutely. Did they kill a few people? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, they're pretty bad, right? It, did, did, uh, over over seventy, eighty years, did they kill as many people as died, died in four years? Over, you know, four, six, five, six years um, as black on black violence just in Jackson alone. I, 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 you, you'll never convince me that that that, it, that they did. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know, but I mean, I think what you're saying just anecdotally makes sense like that's because that's such a large amount of people that you're talking and, and especially if you put in context of a what a short time what is what he's been mayor six years seven yep. years almost now yep. i mean that's a short time span you know from a historical context for that many that many people to be killed you know um i mean and, if you just look at the murder rate over the years you, i i have to imagine they counted black deaths you know when the, when this was tracked, I can't imagine I think they, so. they I didn't mean, just not count them. Well, when you go to the Civil Rights Museum, you can yeah. see there's a list of all that stuff. Yeah, you know, if you, so, uh, yeah there's like there's a whole list of it going we, back for like. We started years. setting records, mm-hmm. and you know, like really, really setting records since 2020, like a, over a hundred. We have not come. We have sniffed less than a hundred since 2020. Yeah, which I mean, I think you know, as, as me and my friend were talking about, like this is a lot of this is a direct there was already a problem. It's not like Chokwe created the problem. Threw like gas the, on a fire. He th- exactly. He threw like gas on a fire and has made it so, so much worse than it was. And because of, you know, just so many things and I think that's why he showed up at that um press conference last week cuz he's like, "Okay, wait, now everybody in the public is on to me that yep. I'm not done anything and it made the thing wrong well, he's, worse." He's yeah, he made it worse. No, if he, honestly if he would just not do anything, it wouldn't be as bad as it was. <laughs> he actively tried to replace policemen, social workers and run cops off and tell people that no, 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 son. All of your problems, your anger and your angst are not your fault. It's because you're black and people don't like you that you're the way you are. So therefore, it's okay to be the way you are. We got to take a break. Yep. We'll be right back. Appreciate the phone call. Appreciate the phone call. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna avoid, we were running from those same things here, uh, our ancestors. So we're gonna we're gonna avoid that. Yeah, I do appreciate I'm the step call. away from the microphone yeah. on that one. I do appreciate the call. Uh, <laughs> look, there's obviously a problem. Uh, it's a cultural problem in that community, uh, in, in certain segments of that community, particularly uh, places like in Jackson. But uh, you know, genetics have zero to do with it. But it's definitely a cultural family lack of issue going on there. Uh, Sean, yep. shifting gears. 
Shift. Let me find. <laughs> let me get to my notes. So yeah, make sure. Make sure. Make sure I, I sh- train of thought after that. Make one. sure I yeah. shift the right gear. Uh, one thing I want to hit real quick. Uh, nut jobs. How about? And this is why I don't. This is why I, I don't blindly just support our military anymore either. I mean, I, I support military, but I just not don't blindly say all oh, military is good. I mean, the people who tell me not to support all cops that all cops aren't good. You know, I need y'all to have that same energy. Suddenly the left are the big supporters of military now. Um, <clears throat> now that it's woke and you can sign up to get your transgender surgery. How about this nut job that went and burned himself alive for uh, for Pakistan, for Palestine? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Did you explain that one to me again? I, I did see it did briefly. Did you miss this one? I saw some of it. I just A white, woke Antifa member who's also uh, was in the Air Force, I believe. Okay, yes, now I remember. And, 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 and I, he is white, he is woke, and he was an Antifa member, according to his Reddit. First off, no conservative has Reddit. You know, that, that is definitely a far-left nut job thing. Reddit? Reddit. You don't ever use Reddit? No, God no. You would love yet. Reddit. I'm sorry. This is not. This no, is they this ran all fun. the conservatives off after after January 6. Uh, did they? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. They shut down the Donald board and everything. I mean, it's like good for. I don't know. It's like better than, than WebMD. If you like, you're. I don't know. It's got so many threads in there. So just, yeah. I never really. I never read it for politics. It's always just other stuff. But well, this guy goes in front of the American embassy or you know the Israel Israeli embassy something or another. Aaron Bushnell. Aaron Bushnell. Yeah. Yes. He um. And look, I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give props where props is due. You know, we've been talking we've, we've we've talked about suicide on the show a little bit the last week. Um, this guy, Sean, he he set a, he set his phone up to go Facebook Live, I believe. He doused himself with mm-hmm. a lighter fluid and he burned himself to death. And he stood there like a man and took it. I mean, he did not fall down. He did not run. Now he fell down when he died, or at the very end there. Sure, but he stood there and he did start kind of. Stomping his feet like Ugh. a petulant child. Yeah, I'm watching the video now here. Yeah, but I mean, I mean props where props is due. He's not like our uh, our false Lakeland Drive bridge jumper <laughs> who just wanted attention. Yeah, he, this guy might as well. Th- and look, and I'm just gonna tell you, I think more far left nut jobs need to follow through and do this to themselves to, <laughs> to show us your commitment to Palestine or Israel or BLM or whatever it is. You know, this is um, reminds me of burning course. for Biden. There's a during the uh, the infamous thing that happened, you know, but during the Vietnam War, when that man he took his child and went to the Pentagon in front of Robert McNamara, who was the Defense Secretary at that time, office, and let himself on fire in like solidarity with the Vietnamese that we were bombing. Yeah, and that's an infamous photograph that, mm-hmm. that happened, and he threw the baby at the last minutes. The baby was not burned up, thankfully, but uh, he burned himself. Same same kind of situation here, you know, in that kind of a protest. Well, a lot of people said it reminds them of the Arab Spring. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just gonna be honest. I'm loosely familiar. Uh, it's a bit above my pay grade. Um, I I know everybody thinks that if you do this for a living, you're supposed to know a little something about everything. Mm. Some things are above my pay grade. That's what they think about lawyers. I tell you, people call me on stuff all the time. I'm like, I don't know anything about divorces. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I mean, I just don't. I'm like, sorry. I'd rather just tell you that. Hey, I'm not familiar with that. Um, I'll do some research. Uh, but uh, it's been brought up a couple times since this happened. So. I just heard what other people said again above my pay grade but don't do this people <sighs> i mean i shouldn't have to tell you this i mean but don't don't do this i mean because now half the left thinks he's a martyr and the other half still hate him because he was uh doing it for palestine 
I mean, that's what happened in the 60s with that guy. You know, that was, like I said, it's probably the most famous example, the one I'm referencing. I wish I remember that guy's name, but um, that when he did that and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was it, the Vietnam War got so contentious at that time in the bombing that we were doing that, you know, people were obviously, as we all very well know, that it was many anti-war people, rightfully so, because it was a war we probably shouldn't have been involved in. Yeah. Um, and I think it's different than the situation here. But the... Um, but that guy, that man did that, and it's just been kind of an iconic photograph from that from the 1960s when that happened. And um, so I guess maybe this guy, I assume this guy took his inspiration from that, which was, you know, which was that, which was such a famous thing. So, Yeah, let's see. I'm making some notes here. Burning for Biden. Burning for Biden. Is this an STD? Or, or, it seems like or he's burning suicide. against Biden, though, right? Because he's yeah. the, Biden's pro-Israel, and this yeah. guy's... You know, pro, I mean, that's the whole kind of thing I was talking about my Twitter experience last night with saying that, you know, what are you idiots doing with this uncommitted vote because you're mad about Biden's policy in Israel? It's not even, I mean, it's not really even Biden's policy. It's Netanyahu and them are responding to terrorism. I'm not saying that there's not some bad stuff that they've taken certain stuff too far and that things, you know, need to be looked at and backed off. I'm not even getting that. But the initial thing was a response to a terrorist attack. And, you know, at that point, I didn't know what the Israelis were supposed to do. Just say, okay, thanks. I mean, what were they going to do? Like, I don't know that they had any choice but to respond. Now, have they over-responded? Maybe that's true, and I don't have all the facts on that. And I think there are some things I've read that there's issues there, and that's fine. And I, if you can agree with that, but you can't – I don't think you could sit there. And I just don't feel sorry for Hamas. I do feel – you know, I do have sympathy for the people in Gaza. Don't get me wrong. But Hamas has been in power there for almost 20 years now. And this has just continued to go on. You know, it's kind of like my same argument with the Russians. Everybody's like, oh, the Russian people. I'm like, well, I mean, you let Vladimir Putin be president for 25 years. So what's, what's, I mean, did, did you guys, have you guys tried to change? Yeah. I know people like Navalny had, did, and he got killed. But what have the people in Gaza done in regards to getting rid of Hamas? Now, they may have done many things, and I just don't know them. But um, I, I think the, 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 the protesting, the Biden administration's policy in response to terrorism is insanity. And just what happened last night is an example of what the left has now decided that you know, a portion of the left is like, oh, we're 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 for the terrorists, yeah. And 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 look, I have felt like there's been a portion of the left for terrorists for a while. <laughs> I know you have. Right? I mean, look, I consider BLM a terrorist organization. It's certainly not in the way that Hamas is. I mean, Hamas is a you know they're actually. And do you remember the TikTok thing that happened a few months ago where people, young people on TikTok, mm-hmm. were supporting Osama bin Laden and saying he was right about his letter to America. Yeah. I mean, this is that this mindset is. I mean, I think you can say that it's the woke mind virus. Yeah, well, like Elon says, I mean, I think you can legitimately say, "Hey, I'm worried about the people in Gaza. Israel needs to back off. They've got it. The ceasefire needs to happen now." You can say all those things you want, and I, and I get that, but you can't say that Israel didn't have a right to do something. Like that, they just should have just took it. Would we have taken it? We didn't take it after nine eleven. Now we did some stupid things, obviously, yeah. but we, we didn't take it. I don't think anybody in this country would have been okay with. That those when those buildings came down, we just said, "Hey, we're just going to take it." I mean, nobody would have been okay with that. Oh, look, man, you're allowed to fight back, and yeah. I'm allowed to fight back as strong and as hard as I want to. Once I've been, once I've been instigated or attacked, I mean, and let me let me ask they, you: they don't get to decide how much attack, how much revenge Israel gets. Exactly. I mean, like, let me ask you this: like, remember on nine eleven? Did did you think we need to just nuke the entire Middle East? Cause that's what yeah. I thought. Glass it. That that's what I thought after that. So glass it. I am um, so. I mean, I totally get this. Why you know why Israel's responding now again, the way they are and the things that are happening is another issue. But this whole just this this, this sympathy or 
movement for the terrorists or just again what happened last night in michigan is just just unbelievable to me like Um, i relatively have stayed out of this conversation i mean we've had conversations about it but i have not been just adamantly picking a side we've had the same same argument you just made same argument we've been making mm -hmm. or same point we've been making since since this happened wow it's always so weird when somebody calls your phone from facebook (laughs) um you have to know them on the radio surely yeah uh, if you're calling my business page. Anyway, um, I, I, I don't have a dog in the race. Now, we have a dog in the race because America's most likely going to back Israel, which puts us at war with Palestine, similar to kind of how we're at war with Russia via Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like that. I'm tired of these foreign wars, proxy or real. And But we to see the left devolve like it has – and you know, Sean, you know what? I, I, I probably lean a little, little more towards Israel, it, like for this very reasons we just said. Mm-hmm. Is even though they may have been an aggressor that did things to Palestine, and maybe Israel left around and found out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And now Palestine, you know, sometimes you punch a bully in the face and he whoops your ass. Yeah, I mean, every story, every story don't end with the bully losing the fight. And now I was. Think there's this sheer inertia with it, which I understand is a problem in terms of Netanyahu's political position. He he's got to have the war continue because he knows when it's over he's gone. Yeah. Because he they feel in Israel that he allowed that his failures, intelligence failures, his management of the government allowed this to happen. But as long as the war's going on, he gets to you know it's kind of the way it works. The war's going on, the person in power stays in power until the war is over. So you know that is a concern to me. Like, is there going to be? There's not a motivation for him to end it. And that's a problem, I think, maybe that Biden needs to address. So I would agree with with the with those folks there, the pro-Palestine folks there, that you know, from that political perspective. But the actual responsive perspective, I, I just don't see how you could agree that they shouldn't have done anything. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I told you this, and I'm gonna pull this local here for a minute. It may or may not really have anything to do with this, but I, I know this guy who's very passionate um, about Palestine. You know, he's he's Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. he's Muslim, uh, he's very very passionate about it. And, uh, you know, I had a really good conversation with him one day because I try to, believe it or not, y'all, I I do try to ask questions and just listen, not just insert my opinion all the time. And so I just asked the guys, like, okay, explain it to me, like, past what I see on the news. And he just made a really good, really good point. Of course, it's just one side, and I'm aware of that, of why Palestine did what they did and and why he thinks Israel is in the wrong for, for continuing to do what they do. Now, do I agree with him? No. I don't, but it was interesting to hear his passionate side of it. Uh, same guy, um, I walked in his store the other day, and he's a very devout Muslim. He was in there in the middle of the day, and it's like a three-and-a-half, four-minute-long prayer, and he was doing it behind the counter. Didn't blink to acknowledge I was there, nor did I want to bother him because, I, you know, look, I respect your, your, your freedom of religion and to do, to do what you do. And I'll tell you what I came out of that. Uh, this again, these two things don't necessarily have anything to do with it, but mm-hmm. I wanted to tell the story. Sure. Uh, what I came out of that w- was having an immense amount of respect for his discipline to at whatever time of the day it was, whatever prompted him to do this this whole prayer thing that he was doing, where he kind of gets up and down and does all kind of stuff. You know, n- n- very not similar to how we pray. And uh, and and it, to at work in the middle of the day. I was like, man, you know, I really respect that he has the discipline to do that. And if more Christians, myself included, God knows myself included, I'm probably my, myself first and foremost, had the had the discipline 
to stop and pray and see it through and uh, to to live by the rules of my religion like those guys do. I'm not saying I support any of this nonsense. I'm just saying I, I can respect uh, how devout they are mm-hmm. to their beliefs. It's like they believe in something and they're serious about it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, not the terrorism part. I no, know what you're saying. No, no, you're no, talking no. the religious perspective. But yeah. Th- I know you. This is a guy that, that is not a pro Hamas guy. Mm-hmm. This is a guy like you just talked about. This is a, this is a, a, a citizen. He's actually from Yemen. Okay. But, you know, he's very fired up about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It was just an interesting thing, and it just kind of gave me a different point of view, being able to talk to a Muslim about it versus an angry uh, Jewish person, which I look, open invitation. I would love, I put this on Facebook last night, got zero engagement. Facebook probably shadow banned it, um, to be honest. It's, it's very strange for one of my posts to only get one like. But if you do, if we have any Jewish listeners out there, Particularly that um, that lean Democrat or did before this, we would love to talk to you. I would love to see what your uh, what your feelings are on this, uh, and not so much about. Obviously, we know you don't like your home country being attacked, but what are your feelings about the, the way the Democrat Party is on this? Because they seem to be very torn down the middle, and mm-hmm. I think Biden sees that, and I think he's going to be shifting more towards the further left on this matter. Well, I think he's definitely going to make a political calculus. What does he need to do now? Like you just said, Jewish voters have primarily voted with the Democratic Party yeah. for, for basically ever. And, um, you know, Harry Truman was – well, initially it caused Truman problems because he wasn't fast enough to, to get on board with the state of Israel. But then once he did, and he's a Democrat, that created a longstanding association with the Dem- you know Jew- Jewish folks and the Democratic Party. This is – I thought about it this way too – this is kind of one of those international conflict schisms within parties that causes groups, kind of like what you're talking about with the Jews, to change their voting patterns forever. And I'll yeah. give you an example of that. So in in the late 1950s, there was you know Castro, Fidel Castro took power in Cuba and kicked out the dictator at the time was uh, his name is Batista. And once he did that, you know of course there was all the Cubans fled to Miami where I grew up, and uh, we embarked on this thing called the Bay of Pigs, where John Kennedy did, JFK did. Well, JFK really messed this up, messed this whole thing up, and didn't didn't once they it was a disaster. Didn't follow through with removing Castro. Well, the Cubans were really mad about this, and so ever since then they always vote Republican. They've yeah. been Republicans ever since that deal, and that even further more. Remember, in two thousand there was this kid named Elian Gonzalez that came to Miami, and there was a big dispute about whether to re- return him or not. Even pushed the Cubans harder, and Clinton was president then. Mm-hmm. Pushed the Cubans harder with the Republican Party. So I think Biden's got a problem. And I use that example with this incident. Is this going to shift Jewish voters to the to the Republicans? Yeah. Because you've got a left now that is, or part, at least half, or a big portion of the left, not Biden's part of the, of the Democratic Party, but the other, you know, Rashida Tlaib and. Those other yeah, I've got a progressive. They're they're not my favorites. Okay, obviously, Um, that group. You know, if you're a Jewish voter, you're like, am I really with them? Like, I don't want to be with them. I hold that thought. We we ran over. We got to take a break. Uh, Caller, well, call back if you want to. This is the Clayton Show with Sean Yurkron. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on WYAB. This segment brought to you by our friends at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Guys, they just won Expel Dealer of the Year two years in a row. Expel is the largest 
um, window tent, automotive chemical company uh, in in America at least, and very very big very big deal. Little old Jack Flowood, Mississippi shop, Lakeland Glass and Tent, won it two years in a row. Congratulations to Jason and his entire team over there. Um, I don't know how much longer the sale is going to last. You got today and tomorrow at least. 50% off Expel ceramic coating on your vehicle. And, dude, that's saving thousands of dollars potentially. I mean, that's <laughs> this ain't like $50 off. 50% off of a $2,000 ceramic coating job is at minimum $1,000. So, uh, Look into that. It's worth it. Trust me on that. I did it for long enough. I just, I'm a big believer in ceramic coating. Window tent, ceramic window tent, which actually keeps the heat out of your vehicle. 40% off on Expel ceramic window tent. And last but not least, the paint protection film. That's like the little clear window tent looking bra on the paint, of like you see it on the hood and bumpers and mirrors of vehicles. Um, it's clear wrap. That they're doing for 30% off. And, of course, they're your... They're your go-to spot for any windshield repairs and replacements. Every windshield comes with a free rock pick uh, repair card. Uh, You get one rock pick fix for free at any time throughout the ownership of your windshield. Can't beat that. Help prevent having to uh, have a spread. It would have done me good not too long ago. Uh, So I will be having to, unfortunately, uh, go buy a windshield from Lakeland Glass soon. Not that I don't love doing business with them. I just hate spending money on things I already have. Um, so check them out online. Get your quote today. LakelandGlassIntent.com. Located on uh, for your windshields right there on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. And for everything else, vehicle wraps, window tent, ceramic coating, and more right there on Flowood Drive at the big campus across from River Oaks Hospital. Uh, real quick, um, if you buy a FAFO shirt from ClayEdwardsShow.com or uh, BuyFAFO.com, we've got the green St. Patty's shirts. We've also got the traditional uh, dark gray, blackish-looking shirt. They're a tri-blend, great-fitted shirt. Anyway, if you buy one between now and March 8th, you're going to get qualified to win a pair of pit tickets, basically front row for Oliver Anthony at the Brandon Amphitheater. I have two pair of tickets, and everybody who buys a shirt between now and the 8th is going to get in the uh, get their name in the bucket, and we're going to give away two different pairs of tickets um, I did not buy these necessarily to give away. I bought them because I wanted to go see Oliver Anthony, but plans have changed. I'm going to be doing something else that night. And I said, hey, instead of selling them, why don't we give folks that buy a shirt an opportunity to win them? So go to buyfafo.com. That's B-U-Y-F-A-F-O.com and uh, place your order today and you will get in the uh, bucket to win every shirt. It gets you an additional entry. So if you buy two, you get two, three, so on and so forth. All right, Sean. Yep. Um, great. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily got to go back and uh, dive back into that. I thought it, it ended a little soon, but neither here nor there. You made your point. Um, very interesting to see if this does change voting patterns mm-hmm. uh, for immigrants, well, for Jewish people in particular, for this conversation. Uh, very good point about Cuba and Elian Gonzalez. Let's read a couple texts real quick. <clears throat> the guys have been blowing it up on the Guns and Gear text line. Let's see here. Uh, Dagwood says, larger, now this is going back to a conversation in the last hour. It said also, you know, a larger percentage of, of whites were killed by black over the last 70 years too. You know, not just black on black there. I, that without the context, 
that may not make much sense if you're just tuning in. Go back and listen to the first hour of the podcast. Um, unknown texture. Uh, good morning, Clay. This is Russell. That would me calling, but horrible service. As you know, I'm a veteran with multiple tours in the Middle East. To your point about being dedicated to a cause, I've always said if we as Americans were as dedicated to our religion, country, or any cause we believe in, as most Muslims and Middle Easterners are, just imagine what we could accomplish. A uh, great way of articulating it the, uh, better than me, my friend. Thank you. I do agree. If we were as dedicated as they were, where could this country be? Because they don't see it. <laughs> they don't. They're not. They're not. They're not a big tent party over there, are they, Sean? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> either get on no. board, either get on board, or you get the hell off. Yeah, the LGBT for Palestine folks wouldn't really last too long if they showed up in um, in actual Palestine. <laughs> so, uh, they, Reagan, would, they, they wouldn't be accepted with open arms. Let's no. put it that way. Reagan can uh, says, "Who was that caller? Byron Della Beckwith? I thought yeah, he was dead." That's right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Bob, Billy Bob Bella, Reagan Della said Beckwith. it before we could. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Billy Bob Beckwith. Um, Reagan can also says, you do make a point when you set yourself on fire that you're an idiot. And he says, Sean, I, I think Madonna urged W. Bush to turn the other cheek after 9-11. Did he? Did she? I don't remember. I think so. I think I remember that. Um, I can't remember. Let's see here. Uh Somebody said, um, unknown texter, says, uh, Billy Bob, what's his face, just got on the radio and said the most racist crap possible. When you start talking about genetics, it starts getting real racist. A bit. (laughs) Just a bit. Yeah, But hey, look, that goes back to what I said in the first segment of the show, I think, about allowing racists to say their racist stuff. I want to know who they I want to know who they are. Like, I, I don't want you to hide. You know, yep. like, 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 let us know. I, like, I, I don't agree with it, but I agree with your right to be able to say whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was funny because we were just talking about that like thirty yeah. minutes ago. You know? I mean, there's a line where I'm going to cut it off because I'll be honest that what that felt like was more. That's not that felt like a white Democrat trying to sabotage the show. I thought he, he was working towards saying something that I that we weren't going to be able to go back, turn back from, and that, that's not anything I don't think a normal person would say. Uh, According to the name on the caller ID, his name went Billy Bob. Now, I'm not going to yeah. give anybody's personal information out. Sure. But <clears throat> just Yeah, it was kind of like something I've seen people say in movies about racists. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I've ever met anybody in real life that has, has ever said that. Yeah, like somebody's actually playing a racist on TV. Yeah, like, I don't know that I've ever met anybody that, you know, because, I mean, if you were, can you imagine if you were sitting in, I'll give you an example of this. Imagine if you're sitting in a room and we're all drinking a beer and some dude said that and we just, we'd both of us be like, uh, yeah. Okay, and then like I'm out. I'm out. I'm like this is, but it was kind of like one time I was I was telling the story before about how I had uh, met this guy who was a black Israelite, and then he told me that the Holocaust was a lie, and I was like, okay, see, I'm going to leave now yeah. because I don't want to engage with you at all. Yeah. Like, like you, this you is because a, you started a level of stupidity. Th- I just there's no reason for me to have a discussion with you. You're obviously insane, and, and that's fine, you know. And that's why I think we should allow racist and idiots to be as loud as they want to be so i know who not to sit around yeah because i mean how are you going to argue with someone that said the holocaust didn't happen i mean like if they actually got that position what do you what do you say to them like hey look at all these photographs i mean you know man just what i vision is an old website from the late 90s those angel fire 
looking what and that what they were called like angel fire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah, angel fire, right? You know, yeah. like all the words had fire on them and stuff, sure. and you mm-hmm. know, the, the very very bad graphics. It would yeah. crash your computer. I remember. God, yeah, I thought you about know, that for years. All these on my old compact. I yes. Up, yeah. Yeah, the early the early uh, internet was um, the graphics were terrible. Oh man, uh, and that just that's what I remember. Like it would take forever to load the pictures up mm-hmm. the, after your dial up finally connected. I do remember that. But that just like when I hear stuff like the like the Holocaust didn't happen. I think those early conspiracy theory websites <laughs> yeah. that are somehow still up, or maybe it's moved to a message board now. There were trailblazers or something, you know, for yeah. like for stupidity. Um, I mean. <laughs> Look, let's do this, man. We we ran over. Let's get back on track real quick. And when we come back, Sean, I want to talk about the Tennessee has passed a bill, at least in the House, mm-hmm. that would ban ideological flags such as the trans pride and rainbow flags in public school classrooms. And the liberals are mad because it does not explicitly prohibit the display of Nazi or Confederate flags in schools. I got some strong opinions on this. I'm sure Sean does too. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, This segment is brought to you by Guns and Gear. Get over there today. Check out a brand new firearm. So many to choose from. You can check them out online at gunsandgearms.com or again, just stop by in person. Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt right there at Yandale Road. That's Guns and Gear. Hey man, way more than just a gun store. They're also your home for no limit ammo purchase. That's right. Go, Go and buy as much as your credit card, debit card, or cash flow can afford. They ain't turning you down. Also, they're your home for all your Cerakoting and gunsmithing needs. One-stop shop. They can do it all at Guns and Gear. And don't forget, guys, need to sell a gun? Need some cash flow so you can buy more ammo or whatever else? Uh, Guns and Gear will buy your gun for you today. Give you fair market value for it. Check them out. Guns and Gear, ms.com. Follow them on Facebook for their deals of the day as well. All right. Sean. There's a bill. Let me uh, click on the link here. And I love this. I made a video about it. And I love it because, you know, it, it shows what people really are mad about. So it's uh, this is from the Tennessean. Tennessee House bill passes along party lines to ban pride flags in public schools. Now, that is the liberal narrative, mm-hmm. that it's to ban pride flags. It's to ban ideological flags. Um, so it's more than just pride flags. I can't put a straight pride flag either. I've got Fox 17 Nashville up with the article. Okay, it says it, it says it there too. Is why I'm saying that proposed bill would make it illegal to display pride flag in Tennessee public schools. Yeah. So, yeah. So the bill would uh, would ban display of pride flags and ideological flags in Tennessee public schools, but does not explicitly prohibit dis- display of the Nazi or Confederate flags in school. Passed by. The full state house on Monday. Sean, let me ask you a question. Does it need, does it, do you really got to put Nazi and Confederate flag not allowed? What would the reaction be? You know, look, this, this is non political. This is a non political, non left right issue here. You're left, I'm right. If you walked into a school and you saw a, a, a public school. Now, mm-hmm. somebody may say, look, this is a Nazi-based curriculum here at this private school, <laughs> and imagine. you know what you got into. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. This is a Nazi-based a con- curriculum, right? Yeah, this is a Confederate-based curriculum here. You yeah. got your rebel flag. Private school, it is what it is. You know what you sent your kids to. 
Um, I don't agree with that, but teach their own. Uh, if you walked into a school and you saw a Nazi flag hanging on a school wall in a classroom, what would you do? Leave <laughs> quickly, just like I did with the Black Israelite guy. You know about the Holocaust. Or would you? Right? Would you? If you're a parent, if I'm a parent, okay. I I well, I do whatever you could. You know, file some. I file some kind of complaint, get my kid out of school. It would freak me. The I mean, probably grab my kid and leave that day. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I think that would probably be my response. Rip it down. I mean, rip it down and leave. Like, I don't want you know my kid here at the school. But like, see if I can get him into another school. Like, that would yeah, that would scare me pretty bad if I. Saw I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, I think the the reaction to that is universal. Yeah, uh, black, white, Republican, Democrat, straight, gay, whatever. My kid ain't. My kid ain't gonna have a be taught under a Nazi flag. And I feel the same way about the trans and pride flag in the classrooms. I do the Nazi flag. I don't think it should be there either. I don't think the BLM flags to a lesser extent, you know, cause they're, they're still an ideo- an ideology. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should be up. I don't think the Nazi flag should be up. I just don't, my, I guess my point being, you don't have to, to specifically say no Nazi flags. I just, I just, I don't think it, it, it's, 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 just like you ain't got to say no clan outfits allowed. People I, I, aren't doing it. I mean, I agree that they're not. I mean, look, it's it's ridiculous. But why why wouldn't you just add it in there anyway if you're specifically calling out the transgender? I don't think the transgender pride flag should be in a school either. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm arguing for that. I don't know why any of these flags. Remember we did this show about this, about all these ridiculous flags? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this about this flag? We got to have – okay, you, we got the American flag, the state flag. I think that's what's appropriate for school. I think that's it. Yeah. You know, I think that that's goes. Why do we need all? I don't want a Trump flag in the school. I don't want a bot. You know what I mean? I don't think no. any of these flags. You know, why is this something that's even considered to be in the school in the first place? Whatever the whatever the political perspective is. I don't, I don't, I don't even think what. we should be naming schools after politicians. Um, if you want no, to do I their li- about that, if you want to do their library, fine. Yeah, like elementary schools. I don't think should be named after uh, national politicians. Anyway, if you got a local. Uh, a governor, a mayor, something like that. That a, helped a fund the whole school system, you know, made it better, or maybe yeah, there's some reason I mean, you would do that. I don't want anybody to laugh when I say this, but even if you wanted to, like in Jackson, have a Kenneth Stokes High. Yeah. You know, something like that. Okay, cool. Not my cup of tea, but I wouldn't be against it. But, um, like, I wouldn't want my kid having to go to Obama Elementary. I, um, so I'm guessing some young black uh, a, a black parent, most likely Democrat persuasion, would not want their kid having to go to Trump High, <laughs> right? Yeah, probably. You know, not. Let me just flip the script. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, I can and, see uh, Trump so, High. You know, yeah, it'd probably be a great. It'd be, it'd be huge. It'd be <laughs> huge. It'd be the greatest high school ever. But I mean, I, I get it though. You know, just based on ideology. Yeah, right. especially when you're talking about like recent politicians. Like if they call like something George Washington in high school, I mean that's like out of all of our lifetimes. Sure. Where I think it's a little bit easier to, but maybe there should be like a hundred year, yeah, like a cap on, yeah. on how, like something that's not so recent. Where yeah. I'm fine with like going to Abraham Lincoln High School. I guess what I'm saying. And, but uh, the, like uh, you know, there's going to be a Chakwe. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't. Even, I'm going to. I'm going to bet gonna, that there won't be. He's going to name a school. Didn't he name one after his dad? Uh, I don't know, did he? I don't one know. of the elementary schools after his dad, maybe? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. I will have to look that up. I don't remember. Uh, I, I may that. be wrong on that. I was just, I was just thinking. Maybe I don't so. know. I, I, you might be right. I mean, I like. I mean, look, how many things in Jackson get renamed every day? So I'm not. It's not like that's out of the realm. Of like it really renamed after him, or is it just an honorary rename? Yeah, I, mean, I can't keep track of that, so I don't have no idea. But back to the original point, though, like I don't know why there's any why why in the public schools we have any ideology for. I mean, to, you know, put the American flag, the state flag, and I just don't think it's kind of like this. I was listening to um, 
uh, Bill Maher again, like I always do, and Megyn Kelly. And they were talking about how, like, in the public schools in New York City, they were they wanted their eight year olds to write a letter to the Cleveland Indians to say that you know that the mascot was you know offensive racist, or racist yeah. or whatever. And you know whether your opinions on that or not, the, the point was I thought both of them made was was interesting, saying that. Why are you activating kids yeah. <laughs> at that point? Like, it doesn't seem like – so that's why I guess I would say, like, you know, I don't think there needs to be any of these kind of flags in school. Well, at that point, I don't see why you're activating them. Well, the, well that's what they're position. doing in public schools is they're they're teaching kids how to be activists, mm-hmm. not live life in the real world. Yeah, I mean, it's just – you know, what does the eight-year-old have to – what do they care about the Cleveland Indians mascot? Like, that just doesn't – I don't even know they can comprehend what – that means or maybe it's offensive to a certain group of people or not like that seems to be i don't know it seems like it's more appropriate for college it's, or something like that it's like offensive just, to a certain group of white middle class women that sit at home and don't work yeah i mean they they, they, they want to be offended for you I, I, you correct me wrong on this i read something about when we're talking about like the florida seminoles i think the seminole tribe like approved it and was yeah. fine with it it wasn't an issue to them Mm-mm. to have that i think that's right but but i mean it, otherwise uh, how would you know about the florida seminoles yeah I mean, we always remember the I, chief. Seriously, the, I mean, I thought of what you may learn in school or something. I grew up there, so there's a reason I know, but otherwise I wouldn't. You know. Yeah, but like like in Mississippi, I wouldn't know anything about the Seminoles mm-hmm. if there wasn't the Florida Seminoles named it. Like, I would have no problem if uh, Mississippi State were the uh, Mississippi State Choctaws. Yeah. Like, that would not bother me at all. In, in Mississippi College, the Choctaws? Yeah, mm-hmm, they are. You know, that does that bother anybody? I mean, yeah. I guess I've never would. once heard... Any uprising about that? That's a good point. I've never thought no. I mean, I know it's a private school, but still, right? So there doesn't. Why would it matter? Because yeah. the NFL is a private team, so MLB. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't want to give anybody any that. ideas. No, I didn't think about that. You know, that's a really good point. The chalk does. Anybody ever made a complaint about that? Mm-mm. You know, and, and nor should they. I mean, I think. It, and look, I don't want to tell a particular group of people who are actually the party that they're talking about. Like, if the Choctaws have a problem with it and don't like it, I think they. They're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. Um, if Karen sitting out in a Castle Woods or uh, Lake whatever in Mad- Lake Carolina, Madison has a problem with it by proxy, I have a problem with that. Like, no, sit down, Karen. Yeah, like, how is it offensive to you? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's if, if you're not part of that Indian yeah. tribe, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, you're like, it's just it's, it's just the name. They shouldn't. I mean, you know, I could. Okay, I could break this down, too. Like, there are some that I think. Or offensive on its face, where I could see, like the Redskins name was kind of rough. I get where people were like, okay, that was that was almost sounded like at the time historically, from what I know about history, is that that was a racial slur used. Okay, that's different than Choctaw or sure. Indians or Seminoles. I, I, I'll give you that. And I mean, look, I don't want to pretend I'm a that, that I'm a Indian historian and know how offensive Redskin was or not, but on the surface, it sounds offensive. Yeah, that kind of context. You know. But but naming that after the tribe or whatever that's that's I think that's a different story. So I mean, you know, it's just like is there any is there anything other than Indians that we can think of their sports teams are named after their groups of people? I can't Cowboys. The Cowboys, right? Are the Cowboys offended or the the Green Bay Packers or Meat Packers offended by the Green yeah. Bay Packers? I don't know. I don't know. I just you know Giants or, and, or, and or it, short people mad that the team is called the Giants. And what about know. like when the Indians win? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, the Indians won the World Series. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap, you know. Let's take a break, come back, <laughs> land the plane for the day.